Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Red Nation, what is good? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. And we got Bulls basketball tonight. So you know we're going to be breaking down what we need to see from this Bulls team. What are going to be some of the biggest question, re, questions revolving around this team and what we're going to see tonight versus the New Orleans Pelicans. You already know that we'll be live calling. We got all that and more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Let's go. And now if you are new to the channel, please like the video, please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Also, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dog Whiskey, the most awarded flavored whiskey on the market. So make sure that you check the link in the description below to cop you a bottle and make sure that y'all support the channel by clicking on that link because, you know, it helps. Um, hey, we got a lot to get into, man, because we have a lot of Bulls conversation to break down here. At the end of the day, the Chicago Bulls are back tonight. You know your boy's going to be on the live call, man. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Who's up in this mug already, man? Hold on. Let me check the chat. I got the computer. I got the dig over here now. So I got a, we got, we got Torian in the chat already. We got Dwayne in the chat already. Shout out to you guys for pulling up and showing love, man. Let me get some C-Reds in the chat. Let me get that C-Red in the chat, man. Um. Um, listen, we got a lot to get into, right? Because there's a lot looking at this Bulls team when you when that there's a lot of questions around this team, right? There's a lot of things that have to be answered coming into this season. I'm not saying that we have to have all those questions answered tonight, but there are a lot of questions that revolve around the Chicago Bulls team. And I think that at the end of the day, right, you want to see how this team is going to progress. The big question to me starting things off is where does this team go from here? Right. We saw a really good team last season that at the, at the beginning of the season, lost Lonzo, lost Caruso, lost Patrick Williams, lost a lot of those pieces that you felt were key pieces for you coming into this season. And by the end of the season, right, all of a sudden you're looking at your team and you're saying, man, I don't know if I feel 100 percent confident about this team. I have some doubts around this team. And so I think the main things that we need to figure out are some of the or some of the main questions really is uh, a lot of the pieces that we have a lot committed to. What are those pieces going to be? to be i think about right starting it off 
You look at Zach Levine and what he was able to do last season, right? 24 points per game, uh, 4.6 rebounds, 4.5 assists last season. And that's on a bad knee, right? That's him struggling to uh, uh, get up and down the court. That's him struggling to uh, play both halves of the game, right? We could see at points in the game he was visibly, uh, visibly limping, right? Um, and I think that that's the part, right, where, okay, what does 100% healthy Zach Levine bring this team? I know there's a lot of people that want to see DeMar DeRozan continue to go out there and be able to dominate the court, right, be able to still put up those big numbers, be able to get big finishes, but... At the end of the day, Zach Levine is your big money player. Zach Levine is your big money get, uh, 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 name that's on this team. And how does he take that next step? How does he get himself to a point where all of a sudden you're talking about him as not just one of the best players in the Eastern Conference, but the best player in the league? And I think that starts on the defensive end. At the end of the day, right, Zach Levine on half a knee or on a knee and a half, depending on how you do the math, right, was able to come out last season and still be a top 15 scorer in the NBA. We know that Zach Levine can score, but I think that Zach Levine, the thing I really want to see him do is take a leadership role on that defensive end. Be the person that says, hey, listen, I he's my assignment. I've got that guy. We've seen Zach do that, right? But you have to step up in those moments, play big in those moments, finish it out in those moments, and get your team excited. Because the one thing that I think this team lost when Lonzo went down, the one thing that I think this team really was missing was that guy that was going to get the intensity up defensively. You saw it a little bit with Caruso kind of at the end there, but Caruso never was 100% healthy again, right? So I think that, right, first things first – getting Zach Levine back into the right form. And tonight, I hope that they do play. I haven't heard anything on uh, who's playing yet and who's not. But I think that the Bulls will end up having Zach Levine play tonight because you want to slowly get him back into shape, playing playing five-on-fives against those guys, right? He hasn't played. A, a, he didn't play much in the offseason at all, did a lot of rehab. And then when he finally did come back and play, it was against his own guys, right? You don't know. You, the intensity is different, right? Everybody kind of knows, okay, don't bump Zach too hard going to the rim because he's a 250 uh he's a big money player here and we don't want to hurt him <laughs> you know what i mean so i think to me right when i look at zach levine coming into this season the, the first thing that i need to see is that defensive intensity step up i want to see him have a mindset and I, i'll give you I, I don't know if i can give you a full pass last season but when he was healthy he did play it better but when he was hurt right he just wasn't able to move the way he wanted to he wasn't able to get out there defensively the way he wanted to and that's why a lot of times right in the corner his man was the missed assignment but he's trying to help in the paint we saw today on the bulls all access did you if you guys watched that man let me know uh, uh um how you guys are feeling, right? But if you guys watch that with the Bulls All Access, they were talking about, right, how we have to be better defending the paint, how we have Billy Donovan was talking about how we have to stop guys in the paint. It's not an option of stopping guys in the paint. It's about what this team has to do. And I think the 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 uh, bringing of Andre Drummond, and I'll tell you this right now, I'm sitting in the gaming chair right off the bat, right off the bat, starting to sink, bro. Hey, we're back in full basketball form, baby. The chair's still struggling out here. Uh... <laughs> I had a good share. I gave it to my wife, man. And I'm being nice out here. Um, but no, right? Like to me, Zach Levine has to be the guy that 
steps up, takes on that defensive intensity because the team feeds off that. And I feel like this team needs somebody that they can feed off of in that manner, right? Shout out to you guys in the chat. We got Chicago Bulls Central in the chat. Levante in the chat. What's going on, man? Shout out to everybody pulling up in here, man. Hope to see y'all in the live call tonight as well, man. Can't wait to get this live call cracking. Uh, <laughs> Chicago Bulls Central. I told you how to fix that six months ago. It was more than that, brother. It was more, actually, it probably was six months ago. But yeah, no, you did. I just, I just didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I didn't do it. Um, but no, right. I'm, I'm just so excited to get this season started because right. It's the new beginning of Zach Levine being able to get back on the court and really being able to see, is he going to be able to take that step? Right. It's a big step. It's a big step. It's not just, okay, he's going to score 27 points per game again, or he's going to get up to 30 points a game. Like offensively, I know what Zach Levine can do. That doesn't matter to me. It's about, can you take that step of the leader of this team? And I'm not saying that he has to be the one. I think this is the thing, right? I'm not saying that he has to be the one who finishes the game, right? He doesn't have to be the game winner guy. He doesn't have to be the take the last shot guy. I don't think that has to be the leader, but I do think Zach Levine has to become the fixed point of this team. He's already been the leader play-wise of this team for what five years six years now if you're 100 percent healthy right i need you to be that vocal leader i need you to be that first guy on the defense and, and we've seen zach do that right remember i think it was two years ago it's a game versus bradley beal uh in the washington wizards where he said i'm stopping bradley i'm picking up bradley don't worry about nothing else i got bradley right here so to me, right, I think that's that's something big um, that, that you set right away. You want to set the leadership of this team right away, and you want to set this team up for success by having that leader to where that's not a question mark throughout the season, right? Like, we, we don't want to see halfway through, like, whose team is it, right? Like, I kind of want to know whose team it is as we go into this. And I, I feel, I, here's the thing. I never felt like all of a sudden DeMar DeRozan took over this team. I felt like DeMar DeRozan picked up the slack where this team left out or missed out. And that's why, right. I've, I've talked about this a couple of times and don't mind me. I'm just sharing stuff up to the discord and stuff like that. But I've talked about this a couple of times where I never looked at DeMar DeRozan as taking over. I looked at DeMar DeRozan as being the guy that can fill in everything that this team is currently missing. I looked at DeMar DeRozan as being the guy that could fill in all the mistakes that this team could make, right? Like now defensively, you're not going to see that nearly as much, but when you're talking about how this team all of a sudden just lost pretty much all of its scores last season and DeMar DeRozan said, don't worry, I got us. When you're talking about how this team lost all of its leaders outside of DeMar last season. Don't worry, I got us. Whatever you need, I'm the fix. Now I want to see how this team transitions where, yeah, you do get a healthy Zach Levine. You do get uh, Booch maybe moving around a little bit more, right? And I think Billy Donovan has to add that into the game as well. But you do get a lot of different variations of guys coming together and figuring out their role on this team. And then by the end of it, right, DeMar DeRozan's still the guy filling in the cracks. He's still the guy filling in the mistakes. He's still the guy that comes in and can play a little Superman action, right? That's fine. I'm fine with seeing DeMar do that. I love to see DeMar do that. I think that that's a role that he's very good at playing. He's one of the most clutch players in the NBA history. 
So you allow him to use his strengths for what they are. But the thing is, I want to really see his load lighten this season. I want to see the Bulls be able to not have to heap everything on DeMar's shoulders. I think the biggest thing this Bulls team can do this season to help DeMar's career uh, uh, um continue going in the direction it's supposed to be going right continue uh the the rebound that we've seen from him continue moving uh uh to a point where he's a top scorer in the or a, a top player in the nba i should say is you got to get him some help down there you got to get him some help scoring the ball. You got to get him some help being the lead. You got to get him some help facilitating the ball. And I think the thing is, right, I want to see these young guys really step up as well. We've talked about a lot of these young guys throughout the offseason. Me and Hayes have both brought it up over on Chicago Bulls Central. Or Chicago Bulls Central. We did, we did get on Chicago Bulls Central together. But uh, bringing it up over on Locked On Bulls is what I meant to say. Um, we've talked about kind of how this team's biggest question is what are these young guys going to become? Where, where is this offense defense going to go with these young guys taking a step, right? That's the biggest question that comes into play. How are the Chicago bulls going to have, or how is IO and and Patrick Williams and those guys going to play for the bulls? That's the biggest question that comes into play here, but it's irritating the mess out of me. I should have (laughs) just, I should have just stayed on the couch, but I'm setting up for the live call. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get my chair back for my wife. Uh, how how are the how are the Bulls going to, you know, these guys that they've taken a real chance on, going to see those come to fruition? Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Ayo DeSumo. And I think that that's the part right to me that gets me the most excited about this season because I, I in my mind right this is the season where we're going to get some of the answers this is the season where we're going to get we're going to understand how this team is going to be shaped not just for the right now but for the future as well that's the big thing right and i mean you're off to a heck of a start especially with a guy like Ayo Desumu, right like you look at Ayo's numbers last season 10 points per game, and these are his numbers as a starter. 10 points per game, 5 rebounds, 3.6 assists. As a starter, Ayo Desumu not only was very good for you offensively, right, in his first action, live ball, whatever you want to say, in the NBA, got the job done there, but he was one of the best defenders, not among rookies, not among rookies, but... In the entire league. He was one of the best defenders in the entire NBA. And so the thing I want to see from Io, how do we build on that? How do we grow on that, right? Like, keep the defense up. I want to see that. But I think Io, to me, it was a, we know that he was a combo guard in college. And so, okay, now how do we add that into his NBA game? How do, how do we get him scoring the ball more? How do we get him facilitating more? But, but right, like becoming that offensive player, because if you're talking about, to me, right, you could be talking about Ayo DeSumo in the most improved conversation. You could be talking about Ayo DeSumo in the most improved player conversation. You could be talking about Ayo DeSumo as a 15-point-per-game guy, right? And, and I, I, I think I've said it on here. I know I've said it on Locked on Bulls. To me, right, I felt coming in, his ceiling was maybe Kirk Heinrichish. But as the season progressed, 
It felt so much like this kid could be a Drew Holiday type of player. As the season kept going, it felt so much like this kid could be a, a starting point guard in the NBA. And I think that's here's the thing that I think Bulls fans at a minimum, if it works out in a favor, should be excited about. Right. Because we already heard the conversation starting about, well, if I plays well, what do you do? That's a good thing. You got to listen to the first part you said, if I plays well. If Io plays well, you've got two potential starting point guards on your team. If Io plays well, you've got two starting point guards that you can go out there and say, hey, these guys are both good offensively and defensively. Now, for me, right, I think Io has to add a little more on the three ball, but he shot it pretty well when he was in that starter's role. Struggled a little bit second half of the season. I think I think the second half of the season, right, he hits the rookie wall. He goes through a lot of his struggles there. We saw that pretty much the, the rest of the way through um, to the point where he wasn't even able to start in the postseason. They started Alice Caruso uh, when he came back in there, right? So I think that that's something that Io's going to grow from, though, right? Like, I mean, you have to think about it. Io went from being on the bench to being a starter, based on injury to being somebody that the offense trusted to then going through some struggles and Billy sticking with you. But then when it got down to the nitty gritty, right? What's his team say? Hey, you're just not there yet. It's okay. You're going to get there, but you're not there yet. We're going to go with the veteran here. That's something that you can learn from. That's something that you can grow from. That's something that you can improve your game upon. And I want to see Io do that. I want to see him take, like, I know a lot of people might not think of that as a, hey, like, that's not a down moment. He still got the play. He still got the playoff experience. But like, that's a, like, they literally, the Bulls literally said, listen, you just, you're not there yet. You're going through your rookie wall. It's fine. But at the end of the day, we can't play you right now in the starting role because you're going to get killed by this guy. And I was the kind of guy that that'll stick with. I was the kind of guy that he'll look at that. Like, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, at some point coming into this season, if he does get that role right, like, it, that's going to stick with him. Because you think about it, right, at some point, Lonzo Ball is going to come back. We hope. I believe that he will be back in January. By the way, Hayes, you in here? I, I think I, I, I see. I know I seen Chicago Bulls Central. I don't know if he's still in here. Um, Hayes never talked about the fact that, uh, and I just noticed it today, when the Bulls released the schedule – they had Lonzo Ball on the January spot. And Hayes was like, I wonder if this is the Bulls telling us that Lonzo's coming back in January. <laughs> I, not, I don't know why I thought about that today. I, I ended up read like going to look at the schedule and saw that. And I was like, bro, like, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty funny that he called this. He called it perfectly just about. That was uh that was that was that was I, I got a good laugh out of that today because Hayes Hayes just said it like as we were in passing getting ready to do a show he's like what if this is like them telling us Lonzo's back in January next thing we know Lonzo's back in January this man's a prophet is what I'm saying so, so tune in to Chicago Bulls Central make sure y'all show him love as well uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with your boy man hit that like button subscribe to the page we do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel it's the only channel talking Bulls how Bulls talk so make sure you get in tune with us man. Where do we want to see this team grow the most? 
That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Where do we want to see the Chicago Bulls team grow the most? I think this team legitimately has three answers out of all the questions. I have four answers. I'll give you four answers out of all the questions. There's so many questions at so many positions for this team. Patrick Williams, question. Ayo DeSumo, listen, as much as I love him and I think he's going to have a great year, question. How, what, what steps does he take? How does he, how does he improve his game? Is the defense going to come back? Is everything going to stay? You know what I'm saying? Question. Kobe White, question. That's a question at the end of the day. Is he improving his first offseason, his first training camp? How's he going to improve? How's he going to move in the right direction? How's he going to play his game differently? Question. The rest of the bench, question. Marco's a question. Javante, question. Although, Javante, you know what you're getting defensively from Javante. Hey, Stradamus is what they call me. <laughs> hey, Stradamus. I'm not mad at it. The thing I want to see most from this Chicago Bulls team is the questions eliminated because that's when you move from playing decent playoff team to championship level team. That's when that happens. Until we have some answers that, the, that listen, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Io DeSumo, we have a good team. They make you a great team. And AK, AK said it today. He believes Patrick Williams can be not a great player, an elite player in this NBA. He believes Patrick Williams has the makings of an elite player in this NBA. And you heard them say it over and over and over and over again. And I think that is the most major question. Can Patrick Williams be more aggressive? Will he get the opportunity to be more aggressive? Patrick Williams last season... When he got the opportunity to be more aggressive, guess what? He played well. The numbers overall won't show it, right? But he played well. Nine points a game, four rebounds, 52% from the field. But we saw at the end of the season. We saw what Patrick Williams can be when he's running the point guard position. Or point forward position, I should say. We saw how this team improved last season with Patrick Williams coming back on the court, especially down low. But it's on Patrick. Right? It, it's, it's on him being able to continuously attack when he gets his opportunity to attack. I think there's a couple of things, right, that happened this offseason that I really, really like with his game, right? The handle improving. I love that because it gives him an opportunity. Patrick Williams was a very straight line player. I'm going to either get past you with pure strength or I'm not. 
He didn't have a lot of bag that he could go to to try and get around you, to try and make a play, right? Like he was just, I'm going to go straight. I'm going to try and get there. If I can't get there, I can't get there. I think Patrick has all the intangibles to be a top player in this NBA. Intangibles, though, don't equal the outcome. There's a lot of dudes with intangibles. You want to know who had great intangibles? Otto Porter Jr. And the conversation around him was the exact same. That's my fear. I'm not saying P-Will will be that. I don't know if P-Will can become that, working with a dude like DeMar DeRozan in the offseason. But my fear with Patrick Williams is that he's going to be just a guy who, hey, I just don't have the aggressiveness. I just don't, you know, it's just not in my personality. Give me an eighth of what Dale and Terry has. Patrick Williams is a problem. And he, he has to have, I think this is the season, right? Not to say that it's going to be the end-all, be-all. Not to say that it's going to be the final thing for him. Not to say that the Bulls move on from P-Will at the end of this season, right? Because uh, he doesn't move quickly enough or any of that, right? Like, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is Acme has a lot of faith in you. Acme has a lot of faith in this kid. He has a lot of faith that Patrick Williams is going to turn into somebody elite. And all he says is he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to play stronger. He's got to go harder. He's got to attack more. Now, it's a twofold thing, right? You've got Zach Levine. You've got DeMar DeRozan on your team. You've got Nikola Vucevic. Guess what? You're getting the straps, both him and the scraps, both him and Io. Get some of the spam up out of this mud, man. Oop. Hold on, let me see. I got to go to a different... I'm on a whole wrong profile. How do I do that? I'm in the Locked on Bulls profile out here. It's all right. I liked my own video. There we go. There we go. Let's 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 block this guy, right? Let's block, let's block the spammers out here. But again, right, like th there's it, it, it comes down to the same thing. It comes down to the same conversation. It comes down to the same. We've been saying the same thing for three years. Patrick Williams has to play more aggressive. Patrick Williams has to play more aggressive. The opportunities may be slim, but when you get those opportunities, what are you going to do with them? Nobody out here just all of a sudden started getting a ton of opportunity without showing that they could get more opportunity, right? No, uh, 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 Io DeSumo didn't come in last season and just get on the court and say, hey, listen, I'm going to just start jacking this mug up. But when he had some games where he got the opportunity to take his shots, guess what? He took his shots. Were there moments where he didn't? Yeah, for sure. 100%. I think that there were too many moments uh, uh, in between where guys would, would just watch DeMar. And I think that's one thing that cannot happen this season. That is the biggest thing that cannot happen this season. We cannot ball watch. We have to move. And Billy Donovan talked about the offense becoming more of an erratic offense, uh, becoming more random offense, right? Where there's a lot of guys that have an opportunity to get to the bucket. A lot of guys have an opportunity to finish, but you have to move. You can't just have the best seats in the house. You can't just have the best ticket in the house. 
you have to move without the ball. And I think that's the one part, right, where, like, guys weren't moving without the ball last season. Guys were just watching what DeMar was doing. And so when the ball would come to him, they were not ready to be shooters. They were not ready to take the shot. They were not ready to drive to the bucket. Why? Because they haven't done it all night. When your opportunity comes, I need them to take it. And I think that's the one thing to me with Patrick Williams that has to happen. Listen, I don't know how many times you're going to, how many shots you're going to get a game. But here's the thing. If it's 10 shots and you're five for 10, that's 10 points. If you're five for 10 and you get a couple of and ones, you're up to 12. If you're five for 10 and a couple of them are three pointers, now you're up to 15. You have to take the opportunity, and there's going to be opportunity. We're talking about Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan here. Nikola Vucevic. They're going to be in the paint. Zach may Zach will pull over everybody. Zach will knock down the three ball, right? Zach will pull the three. But DeMar, he's going to be mid-ranging in the paint. Vooch, he's going to be, he wants to be mid-ranging in the paint. And I think that's one of the big changes that needs to happen this season as well. It's one of the things I want to look for coming into this first game, right? It's kind of like how they're going to utilize Nikola Vucevic. I, again, I said this a couple of times the last couple of weeks, right? There's a difference between shooting big men and big men that can shoot. Nikola Vucevic is a big man that can shoot. Let him be great. I love how he said it, right? He was like, if you take the three-point shot away from me, I can still go out there and get 25 my way. But if you take me out of the paint, if you take me from the mid range, if you take me from the floater, stuff like that, I'm not going to go get 25. If you take that away from my game, that's not my game. That was the perfect way to explain it. And so I, to me, right, like that tells me, Billy Donovan, you got to adjust. Your player just told you, please don't have me out there just shooting three-pointers. So now I want to see how Billy Donovan adjusts. Now I want to see, and listen, we know it's not Billy's strong suit. It's not the thing that Billy does best. Right? We, I've talked about this many times. When Billy Donovan came here, the reason I didn't want Billy Donovan as our head coach when he first came here was because of what? He didn't know how to adjust. He didn't adjust with Katie and Russ. He didn't adjust with Paul George and Russ. He didn't adjust with Russ and Russ. Or if he did, they didn't come quick enough. He likes to let his players figure it out on the fly. He likes to let his players figure it out on the fly. And the problem that comes in when you like to let your players figure it out on the fly is what? Sometimes they can't figure it out. Sometimes they don't get the answer. And when all of a sudden you go back to the coach and the coach is like, all right, guys, let's figure this out. You're down 20. You're in trouble. That's what I want to see the biggest thing from the Chicago Bulls team. How are they going to adjust? How are they going to make those adjustments? How are they going to apply those adjustments? Because here's the thing, right? Billy Donovan can adjust all day. 
what did we see last season? Billy John, Billy Donovan can adjust all day, but what we saw last season was a Bulls team that didn't apply the adjustments. They were simple. Hey, guard the corner three, cash. Hey, guard the corner three, cash. Hey, guard the corner three, cash. Right? Like, and Billy said it at one point in the season last year. I can coach and coach and coach until I'm blue in the face. You have to apply it. And at a certain point, it ha- it can't be, oh, my bad, coach. I think that was the biggest moment that we heard from Billy Donovan last season. He basically said, at a certain moment, it cannot be my bad, coach. You got to make the adjustment. If we're calling for the adjustment, let's make the adjustment. There's a lot going into this Bulls team, man. There, there is, man. And I'm, I'm really excited about what we're going to see this season. We got a couple more people that I do want to talk about coming into this year, man, and, and kind of where we feel like this team is going to go. Um, and, and talking about some of the additions they're going to make. But before I do that, man, I do want to tell you guys that this show is brought to you by Bird Dog Whiskey, man, the most awarded flavored whiskey and the official drink of the Windy City Breeze. In 2010, Bird Dog pioneered the flavored whiskey category. Since that time, Bird Dog has been upholding and trailblazing this space for years. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be enjoying some tonight for the game and me and P Kid have personally enjoyed the peach flavor while watching the Chicago Bulls win, lose, or draw. And we want you to do the same, man. So check the link in the description below to see where you can buy your favorite flavor of bird dog whiskey. And I'm gonna tell you this right now, right? Some of the some of the flavors that come down, bro, like I mean bro, they got an apple, they got peach, they got I and I know it sounds crazy, right? But the peanut butter whiskey is actually fire, bro. I am a big fan of the peanut butter whiskey, only from Bird Dog, though, legit. Like, I'm not a fan of it from everybody else. Like, I think, I don't even know some of the other brands that have the peanut butter now, but I've had it a couple of different times, and I'm like, bro, this is not, <coughs> this is not it. But when Bird Dog does it, man, they do an excellent job. So make sure that y'all pick up a bottle of Bird Dog whiskey. Check the link in the description below. Appreciate you guys for showing love, man. And by clicking on the link, you guys are supporting the show. So I appreciate anybody who clicks on the link and, and supports the show, man. Um... Let's get back into some of these Bulls talk, man. Let me get let me talk to the chat for a minute. Throw, throw me some questions in the chat as well. Um, let me see. Do I have the chat pulled up here? Let me throw me some questions in the chat as well, man. Um, because I love I love talking with you guys in the chat. I love uh interacting with you. It's one of my favorite parts about going live. I'm so glad that the Bulls are back because I'm just <laughs> bro, y'all have no idea. Here's the thing, right? I have no I I Live calling the sky was fun. Live calling Bears games is fun. But live calling the Chicago Bulls has become become such a part of my life that I feel like I don't think even if like I ever stopped doing the show, even if I ever stopped, you know, I didn't want to be a podcaster anymore. I would probably still call the Chicago Bulls like I I love being here with the Bulls. I love being here with Bulls fans. I love being here with C Red Nation. It's my favorite part of the year, bro. Um, Let's see some of the comments we got up in this mug, man. Um... Cornelius says the rotation and who's starting. Oh, hold on. Let me see. Hold on. I got to put this above this. Hold on. Bop, bop, 
Ow. Nope. That was the wrong one. <laughs> Let me put it all the way up, I guess. Sure. Let's go there. Trying, trying. Oh, I got to adjust it here. Boom. There we go. The rotation and who's starting point guard is Io. Is it Io? Is Kobe? Or is it Dragic? Remember, Dragic was so-called promised 20 minutes. Uh, so the rotation to me is the most important to me, at least. Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't disagree with you there. Right. I think that it's something that we do have to pay attention to. Um, I don't think that it's a given that IO is the starting point guard. Now, what I will say is I feel like IO is going to be the starting point guard. I feel like IO is, um, you know, they're going to trust him with that because of how well he stepped into it, but it's not a given, right? Like, I don't think Kobe White has really much of a shot at it because I feel like they want him more as a two guard. They want him to uh, uh, um, feel more comfortable in that two guard position because that's where they they want him to have some consistency. But I think Dragic, I don't know if he's going to I doubt he's the starter, but I think that there is that. Listen, he's a veteran guy. He comes in with experience. He comes in with an understanding of what's going on um, on a court in clutch moments, in big moments. Right. And the interesting thing about about Goran Dragic to me, and I mean, we can have this conversation here, right? Like you, you could talk about the the addition of Dragic and Drummond. You know, what? I'm going to keep talking with y'all for a second. Then I'll talk about that. Right. But to me, right, like I, I look at this team as a. I look at the point guard position on this team as an open competition and like Billy Donovan talked about it being, but also as, okay, at the end of the day, these are the guys that are realistic. I really just think it's IO and maybe Caruso because the thing about Dragic is Dragic can play really, really well. Like we saw in uh, the world cup games, right? But there's a lot more space in between those games than there is in the NBA. And the Bulls are coming into one of their most heavily, uh, uh, um, how would you say it the right way? They're, they're, they're coming into a season where the schedule they have is going to have them with the least amount of rest more times than not. So bringing in a guy like Goran Dragic in that situation is kind of like, yeah, he's going to be gassed. Like at the end of the day, he's what, 36? Like we understand what Dragic is. He And and I like that they went and got him. They brought him here for defense. They brought him here. Or, I'm sorry, defense. Shut up, Pat. They brought him here for three-point shooting. They brought him here to be a competent point guard off of the bench. Um, And, and that's what it comes down to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, RW Shytown dropping a question. What will Kobe White average this year? Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I don't know I don't think Kobe will have the opportunity to average much more than he averaged last season I believe Kobe White was about 15 points per game let me pull it up here um Kobe White was no so he was 12 points per game three rebounds two assists shot it uh, 38% from the three-point line, 43% from the field. I think he'll be similar to that, maybe a little bit better from the field. But at the end of the day, I'm fine with him being similar to that because of his role. He's a two-guard off your bench. Can you give me that every night? Can you give me that every single night? That's the biggest thing to me. Um, Lord Zobe says, do you think... I'm assuming DT is Dalen Terry. Is that the nickname we're going for him, DT? Um, we'll put up 10, 10, and 10 tonight. Uh, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, a triple-double. 
I don't know how much the starters are going to play. If they don't play the starters a lot, maybe. If they don't play the starters a lot, maybe. Because he does have that kind of game. He does have that kind of game. So if they don't play the starters a lot, I could probably see it. If they play the starters more, I, I doubt it. Um, Dub Williams, do you think the plea for two-way Zach has run its course versus Zach becoming more of a playmaker late in game, better ball handler, decision maker, et cetera? I, I think he has to be all of that, right? Listen, you you paid. Here's the thing that I don't want Bulls fans to, to not do. Paying a player like Zach Levine comes with expectation. That expectation is night in and night out, you're going to be one of the best players on the court. Now, whether that means he comes with being two-way Zach, whether that means he comes with being facilitating Zach, I think the thing about Zach Levine is, at least when I see him commit to something, he's able to do it. Now, the one thing I will say is I would much rather have a better ball handling Zach because I think that is just freaky dangerous, right? Like with his ability to get to the bucket already, all of a sudden you're able to just get downhill and you're able to break past your man, get to the bucket, finish at the, you know what I mean? Like there's so much to that, that I think Zach can pull off, um, if he's able to handle the ball. But I think that Zach Levine also has to be one of those guys that is able to do it all. I, I, I At the end of the day, right, that's what you paid him for. There are expectations there. Um, let's see. Here's uh, Chicago Bulls Central. My question is how you got three different skin skin tones all at the same time. Okay, Hayes. Uh, we frying out here, I see. Um, here's, here's a question for you, Hayes. Why, why your beard hair and your hair hair don't match, my boy? I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. It's early in the season. What else we got? What else we got? Shout out to y'all. <laughs> I love Hayes, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It cracks me up that we just be in here frying each other for no reason. That's my favorite dunk. Tough schedule to start with. Okay, Cornette. No, that's not a question. Um, defense. What he say? Levante say <laughs> defense. Dragon ain't played defense since D Rose dunked on him ten years ago, bro. He said he's never been dunked on again. I don't know if that's facts. He says he's never been dunked on again since then. But he probably also has never tried to go back up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I doubt he really tried to go back up ever again. Like, you get dunked on once, that's tough. What do we got? Do you think Derrick Jones Jr. gets consistent minutes behind P. Will at the four? I don't know. I think that's the one question I have. I will say this, right? Me and Hayes talked about this on, uh, on Locked on Bulls today. I don't think Billy Donovan likes... Um, Marco Simonovic. I don't think he likes him at all. Like, I, I, I don't think 
we haven't heard him mention Marco at the four at all. We haven't heard him talk about Marco playing at all. We haven't heard him talk about Marco as a backup four at all. So maybe we've heard him talk about Javante Green and Derrick Jones Jr. at the four. So, like, I, I could actually see DJJ coming in and being that. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get the beef with Marco. I, the, the, the beef with Marco is the same as the Bears beef with Tevin Jenkins. That's how it feels to me. <laughs> the beef with Marco is the same as the Bears beef with Tevin Jenkins. Um, do you feel that Zach can have an MVP season? Here's the thing for me and y'all quantify it as an MVP season if y'all want. Right. But I see Zach Levine as this. I think with the new rule changes and the ability Zach has on the break, Zach Levine could be a guy that's going to flirt with 30 points a game. I think that he could that he will be close to a 50, 40, 90 player, maybe falling a little bit short again, but he'll be close to a 50, 40, 90 player. I think his assist numbers will go up. I think his defensive rating will go down, which is good in defensive rating. Um, I think that he'll be a better player overall if he's 100 percent healthy. The question is, do you feel like that's an MVP season? There's a lot of guys that get up there. Zach Levine was already top 12 in scoring. I think if he's if he's 27 to 30 points a game, right, he's top 10 in scoring. It depends on how much the Bulls are winning. But if you feel like that can quantify an MVP season, then yeah. Zach Levine could have an MVP season, but at the same time, right? Like the Bulls could have a very similar season where it's just kind of up and down, but maybe they still find their way to 46 or 48 wins. And people will overlook Zach because it's not every single night he's putting up 35, 40, like DeMar was for a stretch. You know what I mean? Like I, th- I think MVP is very politicky, but I don't, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I think he has the ability to put up an MVP season. And I think that's the, that's one thing that I look at, right? And, and I'm looking at what's around Zach. And if he uses everything well, he can get to that level. If he uses a lot of the pieces around him well, he can get to that MVP type level. What do I mean by that? They've done a good job of building a team around Zach Levine. Now the question comes in, how are you going to utilize the team that's around you? They want Zach to be the guy. Win, lose, or draw, they're hitching their wagon to that. They want Zach to be the guy. They're making incremental moves to solidify what this team already was to further help Zach be the guy. Excuse me, got to raise the chair. Dang, I sank a long way, bro. Y'all saw that? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to need you to resend me that. You dig, bro. I got to buy that. But they're not, they didn't make big moves this offseason, right? They made moves that make sense. They didn't go out there and make the flashy move, the splash move. The, they made moves that make sense. Guess what? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get Goran Dragic. I'm going to get Andre Drummond, right? Two guys that, listen, Drummond, 11 points a game, 10 rebounds. Bulls struggled rebounding the ball last season. 
Gives you a little bit of interior defense. You look at uh, you look at Dragic. What else do we need? We needed somebody that can come in and knock down the threes. You needed somebody, and, and Goran Dragic can do that, right? Top of the key, thirty-seven percent wing. This is career, thirty-six percent, thirty-three from the left side, corner three, forty-two percent, thirty-five from the right side, right? Like that—that's that, what Goran Dragic has the ability to do. So you went out and got guys that fit your scheme. You went out and got guys that fit your needs that you have. incremental moves to make Zach Levine or to put pieces around Zach Levine for him to be a winning player. Now, what do you do with it? That's to me what this season is. That's to me what this season is. What do you do with it? There's a lot of pieces that have to come together. There's a lot of things that have to work in favor, right? What's Lonzo Ball going to be when he gets back? How's Aldo going to play? How, like, there's a lot of question marks still there. But at a minimum, they made moves to put pieces around Zach Levine because they paid him because they believe he's their focal point player. And at no point when you listen, go watch the All Access, right? Zach Levine said at no point did he think about being anywhere else. Acme said at no point did he think about not paying them. They both was playing the game. So now this is the season. Okay. Show me what, what you got. Because here's the thing, right? You just need one step from one player. I think I think P. Will can take a step. But if Zach Levine takes another step, if he takes that, I, I think Kid brought it up on the show yesterday, where Devin Booker was a really, really good player. But then he took a step from here to here. Zach Levine, when I thought he could have took that step, he started to take that step, got hurt, step backwards. Now in a healthy season, hopefully, can you get that one more level that puts you as one of the top players in the NBA? Can you get that one more level that puts you as one of the best shooting guards in the NBA? I already think he's one of the best shooting guards in the Eastern Conference. I told y'all, in my opinion, he's top two and he ain't two. But how do you get to that next level? And, and Zach Levine's a big part of that. Zach Levine's the main part of that because they gave him the big money. They could have walked away. They could have said, listen, we got some pieces here. We got some young pieces that we believe in. We got some pieces. You know what I'm saying? But no, we're going to give Zach the big money. Biggest contract in Chicago Bulls history. Now, how do you live up to it? That's the question that we're going to find out this season. I think that's the biggest question of all to me. 66 people in here, man. 39 likes. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bulls. Our Bulls talk. So make sure you get in tune with us, man. I will be live tonight for...
the Chicago Bulls game. Um, we will be breaking down or we'll be we'll be live calling the game, breaking down what's going on um, inside the the uh, we're, we're going to be. What is that? 830? I think it is tonight. So we're going to be down in the Smoothie King Center. And um, the chair's mad annoying. I'm sitting on the couch tonight. I was trying to sit here. You know, I'm setting it up. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Might be sitting on the couch tonight. Um, so at 8.30, 8.30 tip off, be live. Tune in with us on that. I believe, uh, I think Hayes told me it's the second game on TNT tonight. So we get the late game. Um, also, we'll be live on Locked on Bulls tonight. So check us out over there as well. Um Gonna have a lot of Bulls content coming out tonight. Basketball season's back, baby. You gotta love that. And then uh, also, make sure y'all pull up tonight because... Give me a second. Oh! We did cross 15K during the offseason. So because of that, we will be qualifying four people and all four preseason games during the live call, during the live call for the Zach Levine, my city jersey giveaway. <laughs> I uh, y'all know I appreciate y'all for showing love to the show and stuff like that. So I wanted to, I, I still want to give back to y'all. Um, so make sure that y'all pull up tonight. Is it at the UC? Eight thirty at the UC? I thought we was at the Smoothie uh, Smoothie King Center. Thought we was in New Orleans. Um, Baki said, Hey, Pat, I got a request. What's your request, Baki? I got, I got time for a request out here, but yeah, pull up on that, man. I appreciate you guys. We're, we're at 15, three, make sure you guys subscribe into the page. You got to be subscribed to win, but we got so much content coming you guys way, man. And we, we appreciate you guys for showing so much love as you always do. Um, how do I get that uniform? That will be announced tonight during the live stream, my guys. So, uh, so tune in on that, tune in on that. Baki said, I got a request and it never said nothing. Or it's a long request. It could be that as well. Um, but no, as we're as we're finishing out the show here tonight, man, I'm just I'm so glad basketball season's back. I'm glad to be back with you guys again. Um do you appreciate Broski Bear? I do appreciate you, Broski Bear. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Drop them C Reds in the chat, man. I appreciate all the super fans that have the C Red logos. That or it's just a guy getting high one way or the other, but I've dropped it as C Red. So <laughs> I uh I man, bro, Baki just oh there it is. My request is that we don't use little mama bulls. We don't use little mama bulls. Good luck until the playoff time or a losing streak. Hey, bro, she's gonna be growing up. Uh, she's she'll be another year old by no she won't she'll be almost another year old by the end of this season so she's kind of she's getting to that point where she's kind of coming in and um understanding a little bit more of what's happening what what daddy's job is and and how you know we call the games and we talk so i think that that's that's a really cool thing to see so she might be in here for some games man we might have to hold on to her till a losing streak i will say teams do seem to play better when she's here than when she's not but uh <laughs> i appreciate y'all for tuning in um as always man the fact that like baki bringing up little mama man like Y'all know y'all got you guys are family and it's good to get the family back together uh, for another season of Bulls live calls. Man, we'll be live for all the preseason, all 82 games and the playoffs. Yes, I did say and the playoffs. 
So appreciate y'all for showing love. As always, man, it's your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. I will see y'all at 8.30 tonight. Make sure that y'all tune in with your boy, man. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.